Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Urban City Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Hudak, and of course, I'm always here with Eric Vasquez. And we just want to remind everyone, the purpose of our podcast is to uh, build community for students and the struggles that they go through, as well as teach, train, and educate uh, mentors out there to get alongside and better mentor students. Um, today, as I said, we're here with Eric Vasquez, and alongside we have Rachel. And so I'm just going to pass it on to Eric to get to hear your story, the struggle, everything that takes place, and I can't wait to What's up, Rachel? What's up, Eric? How you doing? I'm good. Man, it is hard to track you down, <laughs> but we got lucky, and we have you here with us today. So we really appreciate you coming in and taking time to share your story, mm -hmm. uh, which I really you know, wanted you to do because I know that you've been through so much, and I know in sharing of that story, students that we serve and those who are going to watch and see this and hear this will definitely be able to relate with you on a deep level. So. Let's start with just maybe talking about how you connected to Justice for Youth, the organization, and um, how you kind of got connected to me as well. Well, I had met you through school. I was in middle school at the time, and I was going through a lot, and I had met you because I had got recommended to a group, and then I just kind of found it mm -hmm. like helping how you connected with me, and like I didn't really have nobody at the time, so it was like you came in when I really needed you the most, so. And then since then, we've kind of been off and on because you had some tragedy strike in your family and then you ended up moving and it's been kind of challenging to stay in touch, but we've done it. Yeah. And even though we've had pockets of not talking for a good period of time, we've always found our way back. And that's been very nice for me to be able to journey with you. So um, why don't you share with us a little bit about your life? And that's kind of what we're going to spend most of our time doing in this session because Man, you've been through a lot, yeah. and yet I don't know how you keep coming out, you know, better than ever. And I just really admire you and your strength. So take us back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about how you grew up and what life was like. Would you do that for us? Yeah, well, mm, everything started kind of becoming downhill once I hit middle school. Like, my brother passed away and then my dad like kind of quit his job he was pastoring and then he quit and then he divorced my mom and then i like they started to fight and then they started to sell the house and stuff during that time like i was doing whatever and i was 13 and then a traumatic event had happened to me right after my brother had died and i had got taken advantage of by two boys and ever since then, my life's been a little bit rough. Like, ever since then, I've been having a lot of boy issues, and I didn't really have my sisters to talk to or, my, or like, any figure to talk to. So I was really just running to these guys who didn't really care about me. So that's where, like, my life kind of started to shift, and I started to party and drink and smoke because that's the only thing I thought was there for me at the time. Yeah. Let me take you back a little bit because I know that for those who are watching and listening, when your brother uh, had lost his life, it was a big community event too. As you shared, both of your parents were pastoring a local church here in Pomona and then he was murdered. Is that correct? Yeah. Do you know a little bit about kind of what actually happened? Would you share with us? Um, I guess my brother was outside. He was outside and he got shot. It was a drive-by. And it was right there by Stater Brothers in Pomona. And you kind of started to see like how that devastated both yeah, of that your parents. Yeah, right? that was traumatizing. Yeah. 
I remember the community was really rallying around the family and trying to support, but there's nothing like losing a child, man, you know? And I can relate because I've lost my brothers and I've seen my parents go through it, especially my father. Um, so what was that like for you kind of seeing both of your parents suffer from the loss of your, your brother? It was hard because I was also going through things that they didn't know about at the time, so it was real hard. It was hard seeing them hurt like that. When you say you were going through things, what do you mean? Like I was going through that, that I had got taken advantage of and I didn't want to tell them because they were already going through what they were going through and I was mm. running away a lot. I was, it was real hard, like it was rough because I was adding on to what was going on. So did you feel like you just couldn't talk to your parents or what was that connection? Cause I feel like I couldn't talk to them at all. Was it just because of what they're going through or what? Like, well, and then I want to kind of like dive a little bit deeper. Is like, could you just give us a little more understanding, like what was going on in the house? Like, was it like your parents, like, no one wanted to talk to anyone? It was just like quiet all the time. Like, what, what was that like? Uh, for a while, it was a lot of arguing between them, just a lot of arguments that I didn't want to hear. So I would run away to my friend's house. And then eventually I started living with my friend. Once I hit high school, I started living with her. So I wasn't really, I wasn't really trying to be present for all the effects. Like for a while I was, and then I just kind of started messing up and I just started doing my own thing and stopped paying attention to what they had going on. And I know, like, you share a little bit about the boy problems, right? <laughs> Every time I kind of mess with you about, you know, when I come around, there's always somebody right there, you know? And, and we know you are a prize to be held, and, and we know you have a lot of charisma and a lot of things to like, but, um, you know, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier, you know, with that traumatic event of uh, being taken advantage of and in going through a rape, you know, that has affected relationships as a whole right yeah. and I my question to you earlier was like how have you been able to mentally overcome some of these traumatic events and still make it through it was like I always to be honest like I always kept myself busy with drugs and alcohol that's mostly how like I really kind of just avoided coped. stuff. That's how I coped really. And like people would be around me, but it would be more so like people that weren't really had the best intentions for me. And like, it's still like that in my life. Like I really hang around people sometimes that don't have the best intentions for me, but it's like, I don't really like, I don't really vent to people. I really like having somebody there. You don't have to talk to me. We don't have to like get deep. All we got to do is party together. And that's really how I cope. And that's bad. That's really just a bad habit. It's like real toxic. But yeah, that's honestly how I would cope. I have a quick question, Rachel. So um, just like two questions. Like one, how long did it take you before you opened up to someone? And two, what would you tell other young women who have been taken advantage the same way you have how to express and, you know, healthily move on rather than cope in the bad way that you were coping? I would say start to learn about self-care and self-love like teach yourself how to love yourself like wake up like every morning and have something good for like this is how I like started to like love myself more like I wake up every morning I'll take a shower and I would do what I got to do and I started to put on makeup and buy myself things like like do things for yourself 
not for other people and just start to focus on yourself because once you're once you've been taken advantage of you really lose like trust in guys and all that so I would say like focus on yourself because once you start to focus on somebody else off of, off of like a traumatic event there will never be like a solid foundation and a solid trust and all that I would say focus on yourself until you find yourself loving yourself first also just being able to talk about it right which is like why we're here um, now is being able to open up and being able to kind of for the first time let it the weight off your shoulders right and mm -hmm. So, I mean, we kind of talked about a few things. Number one, you said you've used drugs and alcohol. You've used friends um, to kind of cope and get through. What's, what are some other things you've done to still emerge from the chaos and continue on in life without giving up? Mm, I would say, well, what, like, I don't know. I did a lot of negative things to cope. Like that's really all I really did. I would, if I could go back, I would keep myself busy with positive things. Yeah. That's really what you gotta do. Stay busy. Like whether it's church or school or like, to get involved in something. Yeah, I think you had shared earlier, and I was actually it was an eye opener to me, is you kind of have always self coached, and like held yourself up to continue and you've had these inner conversations like when things would go bad what would you tell yourself in your brain or heart uh when things go bad i flip out like i do flip out like i flip out but i flip out in my head like i'll drive myself crazy i'm not the type of person to drive other people crazy when i'm when i'm like sad or nothing or i don't tell people like much i don't really go to run to nobody i just be in my thoughts i'll be in my thoughts and then like it just take me honestly it'll take me to like now I don't, I still don't know how to like control my thoughts, like, or how to control my anger or nothing. Well, really, like, I really, I still run to smoking, you know, when I need to, like, because that, that's really what helps me sometimes calm down and helps my thoughts. Like, that's how I really get through things sometimes. Like, I'll be going through it and, like, I'll be, like, really driving myself crazy, like, stressing out real bad, like, being real toxic to myself. But then as soon as I smoke, I just chill out. Like, that's just really what helps me cope. But, like, I know it shouldn't be that. I know I should help myself, yeah. like, you know. Which, which is why a mentor is so important. Right? Yeah, like, it is important to have a mentor. Because for many reasons, but I want to ask you, like, to kind of land the plane and take us home is what would you kind of recommend to somebody like me, a mentor who cares for you, who really wants to support you, what kinds of supports do you need either back then or now at this point in your life? Um, I would say communication and consistency and um, just really getting involved in their life, like mm, helping them keep them busy in positive ways because there's a lot of people out here running the streets doing crazy things when you could mentor them to lead them to the right way and show them what they can be doing instead of doing that. It was what I would say, keep, keep the youth busy with some positive things. That's great, that's great. Yeah, and I just want to thank you, Rachel, for coming out and be willing to share some of your story. There's so much in there, and I think there's so much more to be drawn out. I would love to have you come back at some point and continue this conversation um, to, to pour in to understand more what's, what you've gone through and how mentors could come alongside and mentor students like you 
how we could better mentor you as a whole as well. And I just want to thank all of our listeners out there for listening. I just want to recap and just remind everyone the importance of consistency, being there for your student. And even, I know we didn't really dive much into it, but having other mentors maybe of opposite sex in their mentoring and working with the students because as she mentioned, she has some trauma uh, filled stuff with men and maybe the best thing would maybe to get a female mentor alongside her and mentor along the process. So as again, reminder, be consistent. Maybe you're not the best option. Expand your mentor group and no local resources of which you could pour them into so that you keep them busy in positive manners. Um, I can't wait to hear from you guys, hear the questions, the content that you want us to pull back and the questions that you want us to ask our students. Um, can't wait to hear from you guys next time and to hear you and see you guys next time. Thank you.